Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ask Jess. How are you? <laughs> I am so excited to be here with you guys. I'm going to turn on the comments here so I can see everyone. If you are here, say hello in the comments. Ooh, it's a... <laughs> I'm going to share a quick story before we get started, which is relevant to what we're talking about today. Hi, Michelle. How are you? So I'm going to share a quick story while everyone pops on here. And this definitely has to do with our topic today. Good afternoon, Melissa. The topic today is two common decluttering mistakes and how to overcome them. So anyway, yesterday, good afternoon, Amy and Jody. How are you guys? So yesterday it was, so I'm in upstate New York, um, which I think you guys know. Uh, and if you're in upstate New York, drop a hashtag 518 for me. <laughs> um, hi, Linda. So yesterday it was 60 degrees here, which is the warmest that it has been this whole entire year, right? It was beautiful. Hi, Carolyn. So my daughter gets home from school. She's 10. She says, Mom, as soon as I get home, I'm changing into my shorts. I told her not to wear such warm clothing to school, but she didn't listen. She says, I'm changing into my shorts and I'm playing outside. And I'm like, yes, that is a great idea. So she got home and she's like rummaging through her dresser. <laughs> she comes down and she's wearing like the tiny, now she's tiny to begin with, but she's wearing like the tiniest shorts and this like belly t-shirt. <laughs> and I said, oh, that's, you know, that's like really really warm weather clothing. I mean, it was 60. It wasn't like 80. And she goes, I just have nothing to wear. Nothing fits me. I need more clothing. So I said, all right, no problem. All that you need to do is clear out your dresser of anything that doesn't fit you. And then we can go and get, I have one bin of hand-me-downs. We can go and get the hand-me-downs and see what's in there. And then we'll see what we need. So she ran upstairs she decluttered her dresser of all of the warmer clothing that does not fit her anymore, which mo was most of it, brought it down to me in a plastic bag, put it in my car. That was it. That, my friends, is decluttering as the everyday task, just built into our everyday. It really took her about 10 minutes. She understands that she cannot get anything until there's space, right? That's one of the parameters for life. You have to have space to bring in new stuff. So yes, it's true. She needs clothing that fits her for the summer, but her responsibility in this realm is to go and declutter as she goes along, right? So that I can go and find her more clothing that fits her for the spring. So that's just a little side note story about how decluttering as the everyday task fits into our life. Um, and how it's just part of our routine as a family. And it's very relevant to our topic today. So I'm going to go ahead and get started on the topic today. Um, <laughs> so this is Ask Jess, my weekly video podcast. Today's topic is two common decluttering mistakes. Two common decluttering mistakes. I see these all the time, and I've been seeing them a lot in both my Clutter Boss Academy and in the Prioritize Your Sanity Facebook group. If you're not part of that group, you should get yourself over there because it is awesome. It's this extremely supportive, totally non-judgmental community, and it's a great place to share your success stories, to find support. It's awesome. If you're in the Prioritize Your Sanity group, give me a thumbs up or a little fire emoji. Tell me, you know, how much you love it. Tell everyone else to get in there. <laughs> um, okay, so... 
one thing that's been coming up this whole entire week is people saying that they're waiting for motivation to start decluttering. Like they just don't have, I wish I had motivation. Do you ever feel like that? Do you feel like you wish that you had motivation to do things that you don't want to do? So this is a huge problem because if you're not motivated, you don't want to get started. So I am here to tell you that you cannot, you cannot wait to feel motivated to declutter because nobody, nobody wants to declutter, right? So do not rely on motivation. Motivation, I'm fond of saying, is very fickle. Motivation is fickle and it likes to go on a lot of vacations. Hey, Meredith! <laughs> Motivation is fickle and it likes to take vacation. So what are you going to do when you have no motivation and you have a lot of clutter and you want to tackle the clutter, but you come home and instantly it feels overwhelming, it feels exhausting, right? And you just, you, you just want to throw in the towel right away. So how do you handle that? The best thing to do, and I'm going to talk about this from a couple of different angles, the best thing to do is to just do something, just something, just one small thing, right? One tiny little thing to get you moving forward. You are not, we, you know, we talk about decluttering as the big event, which is like what you need to do to get your clutter, to get what you own down to fitting within your space. And once you deal with decluttering the big event, then you move on to decluttering the routine household task, which is exactly what my daughter was doing yesterday. She was doing decluttering the routine household task. Decluttering is not something that you're going to be motivated to do because are you ever motivated to do the dishes or to do the laundry or to wash the floor or to clean the toilets? No, no, there's no motivation around these routine household tasks, but they're just a part of life. So one issue with decluttering is we think about it as this separate event from what needs to be done every day. And if you can start to think about it as just a task that needs to be done every single day, it'll be a lot easier to overcome the idea that you need to be motivated to declutter. Now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> motivation can be helpful, right? Laura says her motivation's on a permanent vacation. <laughs> Jennifer says my motivation's been gone for eight years. <laughs> So, right, you can't rely on motivation, but what you can rely on is your ability to tackle a project in five minute chunks of time every single day. Really, if you start with five minutes and just give it all you have for five minutes and then call it quits, you will have done something and that success builds upon itself and you get used to then thinking about decluttering as something that you have to do every day. So. If you're not motivated to tackle all of your clothing, then just tackle your socks, right? If you're not motivated to tackle all of your shoes, then just tackle your heels. If you're not motivated to tackle all of your office supplies, then just throw out all the pens that don't work. Just do something. One small thing every single day. If paper clutter has got you down, just deal with the mail that's coming in. Don't add it to the pile, right? So just get used to doing one small thing. You cannot rely on motivation to get you through this. You simply can't. It's a gift when you feel motivated and you should treat it as a gift and, you know, really hang on to that. But just think of that as totally um, the universe saying, 
um, giving you a little, a little gift today, right? So motivation is a gift and motivation is fickle. Motivation takes a lot of vacations. So let's just start with one small task every single day, because that's what decluttering ultimately is in life, right? We live in the age of Amazon. The only way that you can ever stop decluttering is to stop completely purchasing stuff. And since that's never going to happen, then you just need to think about this, like doing the dishes, doing the laundry, cleaning the floor, vacuuming the floor. It's something that has to be done every single day. So let's see, what else did I put in my notes here? <laughs> okay, another way that you can overcome lack of motivation is with community. So we say all the time, you guys know it, drop it in the comments, community crushes clutter. Community crushes clutter. So this, you can look at this a couple of different ways. You could go into our community when you're lacking motivation and say, somebody give me a kick in the butt right now, right? That is community standing up for you and saying, okay, you can get this done. You could also have local community. Maybe you can find motivation through a deadline. So plan a party, right? Have, have, invite friends over for a cup of tea two weeks from today and commit to decluttering a little bit every single day before they get there. Community crushes clutter. Use your community to your benefit. Find a clutter buddy who, if you had a clutter buddy during clutter boot camp, tag them right now in the comments. They were awesome. The clutter buddies were awesome. Find a real life clutter buddy just to come and sit with you while you declutter. They don't have to do anything, right? They don't have to do it. They just have to sit with you and be there for you because one reason that we don't have motivation to declutter it's because we're alone. <laughs> Nobody wants to do something alone, especially this big arduous task, right? So find a clutter buddy, explain to them that you are inviting them into your house, judgment free. You expect them to do nothing but hang out with you. You're gonna supply the tea or the wine or the coffee or the water or the snack, whatever it is, right? And get that person to your house for a half an hour do a little bit of decluttering and then go on a walk, right? So this just make this part of your everyday. Use your community. The other thing I'm going to say about motivation and this, and then I'm going to go on to the second part of this podcast is that I have seen clutter from every, in, in, in every stage, right? I have seen clutter in the beginning of like you acquiring stuff. I have been in homes kind of like in the middle of a cluttered stage. And I have worked with people who have been diagnosed with hoarding disorder. I have seen the complete range of cluttered homes. And all I am going to say about this is it does not get easier. The longer you wait to tackle your clutter, the longer you wait for motivation to show up, the longer you put it off, the harder and more overwhelming it is going to get. Do not wait for motivation because you are setting yourself up for a much more difficult scenario. Believe me, believe me when I say it only gets harder. It does not get easier. The longer you put it off, the harder it gets. So please, if you take anything away from this podcast today, Know that motivation is not going to make it easier in the long run. Waiting for motivation is just going to be kicking yourself 
you know, putting, <laughs> there's a there's a lot of phrases I want to say, but they have curse words and I'm rephrasing because I'm refraining because I know people watch this with their kids. So just don't do that to yourself. Give your future self the gift of five minutes today, five minutes tomorrow, five minutes the next day, and just tackle one small thing at a time. Okay, so that's one common decluttering mistake that I hear over and over again is that I'm not motivated to start. So forget it. We're not dealing, we're not even like, we're not, we're not even talking about motivation anymore. We're talking about small, small routine changes that you can make right now. Hey, Kim, glad you're here. Jenny, hi, Kathy. <laughs> it's okay if you're jumping on a little late. Hello, everyone. Okay, so the next thing, the, the second issue that I see a lot um, that we need to kind of address is basically just overthinking every aspect of decluttering at like just completely having that decision paralysis. I was kind of thinking about why this happens and I feel like we're just at this point in time when every decision that we make, we, we research it, right? We, we have so much information at our fingertips that we are in the habit, hey Ariella, <laughs> we are in the habit of waiting to act until we have all of the information that we can gather. So even, you know, when we make a purchase, oftentimes we spend an inordinate amount of time researching. Hey, Juliana, I was actually thinking about you when I was thinking about this topic. <laughs> we spend all this time researching like the best jacket to get our four-year-old, right? So we're looking, we're reading reviews where, you know, we're just, we're spending so much of our time researching getting this jacket. We're all, before we even make the purchase, we're already giving our time to this future thing before it even comes into our house. We're reading all the reviews. We're posting on Facebook book for recommendations. We're talking to our friends and family about a jacket. It's a jacket that your child is going to fit into for three months, right? <laughs> so I want you to just kind of like take a step back when you start to really overthink your decluttering. So Juliana, I'm going to, since you're on here, I'm going to use you um, as an example of, of overthinking. So Juliana posted a question the other day in the group about how many towels is the right number of towels. And I see a version of this question constantly, constantly. What is the right number for me to have? That's like market research, right? So that's doing all of this research in order to find the right answer. And the truth is that the right answer is right in front of you and nobody can tell you what the right answer is because it's totally unique to you. It's totally unique to you. The right number of towels or the right number of, I've seen this question a lot, how many pairs of jeans should I have? I'm not sure why that one comes up all the time too. Um, the right number, depends on how much storage space you have, what your family's routine looks like, what it depends on all these things that are totally, totally unique to you. Nobody can give you the right answer, but the right answer is right in front of you. And if you're not exactly sure how many, you know, how, <laughs> how many, what, whatever it is you should own, test out something like do a do test run, right? Spend a cup, commit to a certain number 
that make sense to you for a couple of months and see if it works. I mean, if you know, like whatever, see how that works. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? You were wrong and you need to buy one more thing or you were wrong and you actually need less, right? But I, I think we also tend to really fear being wrong. But there's so much value in being wrong. That's how we really learn and how we really grow. So I, I mean, I can think of so many scenarios in my personal life where I was wrong. You guys, when I started out as a professional organizer, I was wrong about a lot of stuff. I was totally wrong. I was wrong about how to do this, the process to go through. I was I was overanalyzing. I was, you know, trying to help people come up with that right number, right? So here's like here's the truth. If I hadn't been wrong about that and learned from my mistakes, I wouldn't be able to be here right now giving you really relevant information because I never I mean, I never would have learned, right? So learning about your family and your habits and what works best for you ultimately is the best thing that you can do. That's actually winning. That is showing up as the best you for your family, right? So testing out how many towels you have, testing out where your shoes should be stored. This is another, like another way that people overthink things is, I, I don't have the right, you know, the right storage for whatever this is. So I, I just can't deal with this because I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know where to put it. I don't know how to store it. Just try something. Just try, right? Just done is better than perfect. Done is better than perfect. Don't get caught up in having the perfect Pinterest house. Don't get caught up in having the perfect answer because oftentimes there is no perfect answer. This is about you. It's about you. Done is better than perfect. I also want to tell you that Pinterest and Instagram are total BS, right? So if you are looking at those homes that are featured on there, it's a lie. Nobody lives like that. Nobody. And if that is causing you to have decision fatigue or analysis paralysis or holding you back from just making motion on your house, Stop looking at that stuff. We don't need any more incorrect information, fake news coming in. And that, in my mind, is a form of fake news. I'm going to tell you guys, people are always asking me, what does my house look like? I'm a professional organizer. What does my house look like? In fact, somebody recently told me that my bookshelf over here looks a little cluttered, right? Do you see that bookshelf right there? They said that looks a little cluttered for a professional organizer. Okay. <laughs> My house looks like a lived-in home. It looks like a lived-in home. The difference is that we can pick it up and clean it up like that because everything has a home, even if it's not always in its home, right? And we definitely have times where stuff like just kind of goes like crazy, right? And that's just how it goes. The difference is that it's easy to manage when that happens because decluttering is part of our everyday life. So whew, let me see if I, okay, I, I wrote down here, trust yourself. You know the right answer and you can test out different things to find out what the right answer is. Trust yourself in this process. You, you are and you have all of the information that you need. So just trust yourself, right? 
So Jenny says, we did the test run with 12 towels for three people and it was perfect amount for us. You, we probably could have gone with nine. You only use them for no long, we only use them for no longer than three days, right? So you just test, just test. Just And Juliana says, min was five, max was 15. I love having a range. I love having a range. I purged the excess of 15 and I'll adjust from there. Awesome. That is awesome. Just keep testing. The other thing is that circumstances in your life change constantly, right? So the better that you can get at testing and retesting and tweaking your storage and your decluttering, the better that you can deal with things moving forward. So actually testing is like improving your testing process will make this all so much easier. Um, okay, so I'm gonna wait for questions. If there's any questions, uh, just drop them into the comments. While I'm waiting for questions, I want to share that I am doing another clutter boot camp. So everybody who has been messaging me, <laughs> this is the answer that you've been looking for. Um, I appreciate so much that you want to do this again. I want to do it again too. Um, now talking about testing and tweaking, I am tweaking clutter boot camp a little bit. So as you all know, <laughs> the last clutter boot camp, it was awesome. It was awesome, but we had about 3,000 people. And I was thinking we would have like 300 people. So I was off by a factor of 10. It's kind of significant. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out a way to make Clutter Boot Camp better for me and better for everyone. So the next Clutter Boot Camp is going to be $10 per person for the week. It's going to happen inside of a pop-up Facebook group. Thank you, Linda. It was super awesome. And it was a great way to find that little gift of motivation from the universe, right? But not rely on that forever. <laughs> um, it's going to cost $10 per person. It's going to happen inside of a pop-up Facebook group. Um, being able to have a budget from my end is so much better for me because I can actually plan to staff up if I need to, to bring more coaches into there. I can plan to respond to the, I forget, I respond to like 12,000 or some huge number of comments, right? So I can plan for that. Um, and having it in the pop-up group, I think will be really nice too, because it'll keep that other group nice and just kind of at doing its own thing. Um, Cause there's so many comments that happen. So it'll really, thank you, Lisa. <laughs> Lisa says, I loved Clutter Bootcamp. Um, so it's going to be in a pop-up Facebook group. It's going to start on March 30th. I also was kind of trying, I, we have like Easter holiday break, Passover, all of that happening. I think it is Passover in April. Um, so it's all happening in April. So I either was going to do, I had to go before that or after that. And because there's been such an overwhelming number of people contacting me, <laughs> um, I have hired an assistant now. So hopefully that's going to ease some of this a little bit. Um, since there's been such an overwhelming number of people, I decided let's do it sooner rather than later. So I'm kind of, I am pulling this together a little bit at the last minute, but I think that it's going to be awesome. So thank you, Jennifer. <laughs> it was so fun and inspiring. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Uh, Yanina, how, am I pronouncing your name correctly? Yanina says boot camp motivated me. That's awesome. That's awesome. It motivated me too to keep going forward with this stuff um, and to see what what really works and what really resonated. I'm also toying with the idea of doing um, like a 
a paid Facebook group that would have monthly challenges every month. And also, I do a lot of workshops, like in real life, so the, the paid group would have all of my workshops as I do them. Because I do them like live to myself before <laughs> before I go and do them in front of people. So I would just have that in there too. And uh, So if you're interested in that, let me know because that would help me decide whether to do this or not. So yes, Passover, I thought so. Okay, so Passover is 4.8 to 4.16. So we are going to get the next Clutter Boot Camp done before the spring holidays. So we're starting March 30th and going through that Friday, which I think is April 4th. Um, Hi, Laura. Hi, Brenda. <laughs> number of Brenda says number of towels depends on where life takes me. And if I get behind on wash, I know. <laughs> the funny thing is, though, the less that you have in terms of clothing, towels, things to wash, the less like the easier actually it is when you do get to doing the wash. And this is something that I kind of like go back and forth on. But um, I would prefer to do more laundry, but smaller loads. So like smaller loads of laundry more frequently, personally. Um, all right, so you guys like the, the monthly challenge idea. That's good. Okay, so I will uh, keep that in mind um, and figure out how to best execute that idea. So are there any questions or thoughts about motivation or that whole idea of waiting for the perfect answer, anything like that, or any comments about what you want to see in future podcasts? Three, yes. Kim says, I do three to six loads a day. I hear you. <laughs> we do a lot of laundry here too. Um, it's a lot of laundry. And now our dryer is making this awesome squeaking noise. So <laughs> there's that too. <laughs> um, Jennifer says, sounds great. A happy medium between now basic and extra. I'd be interested. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny. Just trying to figure out, right? So figure out how to make it a good balance between me getting compensated and helping you. Oh, oh, oh. I would love to also share that my advice column, which is coming out this Sunday, it doesn't come out every Sunday. It's just some Sundays. Um, but my editor asked me to do like uh, an, the, 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 the this advice column on Clutter Bootcamp, like lessons that I learned from Clutter Bootcamp. So I really enjoyed, I wrote it yesterday, I really enjoyed reflecting on my major takeaways from Clutter Bootcamp, and I can't wait to share that with you guys. So Darcy, the bootcamp would be basically the same um, as last time. It would be mostly the same content. I'm, I'm going to tweak it a little bit, but it's going to be generally the same. Um, bootcamp really is supposed to be like the foundational structure and it's hard for me to go to take boot camp and go any like to <laughs> if I do another boot camp on another topic, you it would only be for people who have gone through boot camp first, like this foundational boot camp first. I am debating doing boot camp uh, like a week devoted just to paper because that might be <laughs> have a mass appeal and seems like a lot of people would be interested in it um, and also would probably take a whole week but you would still need the foundational lessons from boot camp so um let's see so juliana what exactly is boot camp is it live only so boot camp is five days um every day is a live video with homework and the videos are less than 30 minutes. Um, and the homework, it's all about learning the foundational skills 
to decluttering and organizing. Um, so it's everything that, it's all the foundation that I teach. It's similar to the workshop that you came to, but it's a little more drawn out. And the best thing about boot camp is that you're in this incredibly motivated community. So there's a lot of interaction and a lot of support. Um, it's awesome. Like it's just this incredibly invigorating environment. So it's five days. Um, in this case, the lessons will stay up for the week and then the whole thing is gonna just disappear. Um, and anybody who wants to stay in the community can join Prioritize Your Sanity. Um, but it's one week, it's like a, a fun week of just getting you going on decluttering and shifting your mindset in ways that are really important. Oh, thank you, Lisa. <laughs> My husband wishes you had come along 20 years ago. <laughs> um, okay, paper, yes to paperwork bootcamp. Okay, I'm gonna plan that for the future, um, but the prereq is gonna be going through a foundational bootcamp, which is what I'm doing right now. So, Maybe we can do that in the end of April or at the beginning of May. Um, yes, Brenda, it's it's a very similar boot camp. So if you know anyone who would like to join boot camp, if you've gone through it and it was successful for you, get people, send them my way. I might I don't have the registration open yet. I have to fix that a little bit. Um, so the next couple of days, it should the registration will be open. Um, I am probably going to cap this one. I'm kind of trying to figure that out. It depends on how many coaches I have available during that week. So awesome, Kathy. <laughs> excellent, excellent. All right. So I don't think, oh, how, do, okay. So Yanina says, how do I stay in one area? I keep moving around. So Yanina, did you go through boot camp? Um, basically what you want to do is increase the flow of stuff out of your house. So just the focus in the beginning of decluttering is literally moving anything out of your house. It doesn't matter if it's all from one area, just move stuff out of the house. Jenny, the best way to send them my way, just have them like my page, my professional page, or join the group. Um, you'll see, I'm gonna post a lot about it. It's gonna be hard for you to miss the sign up for the clutter bootcamp and I'll send something out to the entire email list also. So I think you guys are all on my email list. Um, so Juliana, yes, it would be good for a downsizer. Uh, absolutely. Clutter bootcamp is good for everyone because really it teaches skills and mindset shifts. So it's appropriate for pretty much everyone. Um, okay. So you you did bootcamp and you stopped everything coming in. I'm assuming that's what that says. It didn't go the text is cut off. Um, so yeah, so you just really want to increase the flow out, like just focus on just getting rid of whatever it's easy to get rid of. Keep it moving. Yes, keep it moving. Um, and if you find that you're getting distracted after a certain amount of time, then stop working before that amount of time. So if like, if you're just, if you can focus on decluttering for 12 minutes, <laughs> then stop decluttering at 11 minutes, right? So set yourself up for success if you're going to get distracted, you know, after a certain amount of time, then just don't do any longer than, than your distraction level, right? Um, that's another thing that's like pretty unique to you, but don't, because if you find that yourself, you're getting distracted and moving from spot to spot to spot, um, it's going to not inspire you to, it's going to, your motivation is going to continue to be taking vacations because it's not, you're, you're going to feel like you're in a negative feedback loop, like you're not making progress. So stop yourself 
after you make progress. Don't keep on going. Okay. <laughs> I love seeing you guys on here. Thank you so much for joining today. All of my video podcasts are on YouTube. So you can head on over to my YouTube channel and see all the past ones. Um, my favorite one was the one where I talk about how to break your attachment to things. Um, I would def I think that was two weeks ago. I would definitely recommend watching that one if you haven't seen it yet. And otherwise, keep posting in the group. Stay involved. I look forward to continuing to interact with you guys. You are so awesome. Have a great rest of your Tuesday.